Recorded live. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beer and Money here on uh, Talk Shoe Radio. Uh, We're part of the PWP Nation Network. Um, you can check us out on at pwpnation.com, uh, at PWP Nation on Twitter, as well as the PWP Nation Facebook page. And as we learned last night, even at 2 in the morning, you never know who's checking us out because the rock himself, Dwayne Johnson, actually acknowledged and responded to a tweet from PWP Nation. So very cool, very awesome. So you can go check that out. There's actually a poll involving The Rock and Hulk Hogan on um, the PWP um, Nation page. So if you want to go check that out and participate in the poll, go uh, go right ahead and do so. So, with that said, uh, let's get started. It's a Friday afternoon. It's December second, and there is a lot going on. This is quietly a big weekend. Um, you have Ring of Honor with Final Battle uh, tonight in New York City, which I will wait for Chris because we're definitely going to cover that. Uh, Sunday, you've got TLC. Uh, I'm not even going to try to lie to you. I don't even know where that is. And I think... Late tonight, tomorrow morning, or it's tomorrow night, Sunday morning, is that Osaka Japan NXT show that's going to have the Nakamura um, Samoa Joe rematch. And then Monday in Japan, Nakamura and Joe go, um, go in a cage. So... I have no idea where that's going. Um, without spoiling anything, they did uh, they taped three episodes of NXT this past week, and I guess this is a good thing. They gave no indication as to what's gonna happen, which is which is good. You know, it, it's it's nice to still occasionally be surprised. Um, Depending on what what they do with the match, both in Osaka and the cage match, um, maybe then the tapings will take a different will take a different um, meaning if you read spoilers. But um, I'm a spoiler guy. I won't lie. I've never denied that. But and I can't even you know make rhyme or reason out of what's going to happen coming back into um, once they come to the U.S. They do need to tape again before the uh, takeover in San Antonio. Uh, I believe that's the Saturday night, the night before the Royal Rumble. Um, I believe these tapings go until the 21st of December. Chris is on, so I'm going to bring him in right away. Chris, you there? Chris? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yep, gotcha. I'm good. Okay, so, uh, yeah, just started uh, 
just delving into the next, the uh, stuff from NXT for this weekend, uh, the, the show in Japan. Um, do you know, is it late tonight, early tomorrow morning, or is it late tomorrow night, early Sunday morning, the Osaka show? Um, I'm not sure, but I know that due to the time difference, how it is usually for Wrestle Kingdom, like, um, usually, like, the timing for it is, like, like 3, 4 a.m. here. But yeah, like it's going to be over, early. Yeah, but over there, it's, like, um, like nighttime, like, you know, 7 mm-hmm. o'clock, 8, 8 o'clock p.m. So probably the results of that, um, well, probably would happen, like, in the early hours where most people would be asleep. So it's probably going to be one of those things where people are going to go to sleep and then they're going to wake up to the news, you know what I mean? Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm an insomniac, so staying up that late isn't really that hard. But obviously, <laughs> during the holiday season, when, you know, holidays are stressful enough as it is, sometimes I might just crash early. So, but yeah. I would say you could, you should probably, like, expect, um, and since it'll be performing show, I think another thing that's changed is uh, you have a lot of people that go on uh, Twitter sometimes, and um, they'll, like, uh, will we'll tweet out, like, stuff as it's happening. So it's not just like, you know, waiting on the dirt sheets now. Now people mm-hmm. are just tweeting. And that was what was yeah. going on with uh, with Wrestle Kingdom. I know there were actually some folks from uh, WrestleZone last year that were tweeting out the results um, because not every, dirt, not every dirt sheet site stayed up to give coverage to the show. And I remember No DQ didn't. Um, a lot of the usuals on PWI didn't. So I actually got a lot of my results from... Which is uh, surprising because... Between Johnson, Shara, and Tanofo, you would have thought somebody would have been right. Would have been on that show. I was a little right. surprised at that. That yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I understand. I mean, not everyone's going to. Like, it's weird. Like sometimes, like when you have insomnia, like sometimes you stay up that late all the time. But then, like when you're told purposefully, "Hey, stay up just to watch something," I don't know what it is. It's like it's that, a lot harder. It's a yeah. lot harder sometimes, and so that's just kind of what happens a lot of times. Not just with wrestling, but just like. In general, general, sometimes, you know, like, I know some folks that stay up to, like, 4 a.m., but then, like, when a midnight release for their favorite game comes out, they're just, they're struggling, because it's like, they got to stay up. My wife's like that. My wife, (laughs) she'll stay up and watch TV till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, just because, but Mm -hmm. if my wife turns around and says, oh, I'm going to try to stay up, because, you know, she wants to do something or whatever, especially now with the holidays, with, 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 you know, with my son, whatever, maybe wrap some gifts late at night, she'll be out on the couch at, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, def- yeah. I definitely get what you're saying, you know. But to so. answer your question better, I would say you should probably expect something. Uh, probably, you should probably uh, have news by, like, 4, 4.30, 5 a.m. Yeah, I, just, I don't know when, I just don't know if it's, when it is. I, I know it's this weekend well, because the well, cage they match is been, Monday. They, they haven't been specific. Like, I, I, obviously, it's not just one match. It's probably like some type of live event. Yeah, it's NXT's debut in Japan as a as a touring. Oh, it's, so, it's so this has nothing to do. So this, yeah. has, so this has nothing to do with WWE. It's just NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like Beast in the oh. East was where okay. Bauer. Well, when Bauer case, and Owens was added to okay. the house show. Well, in that case, then it'll it'll probably take longer then because it'll probably be the main event of that particular show then. Right. All right. 
Well, in that case, then, then it might take a little longer. I'm just trying I, I to find out what that. day it is. Is it is it is it I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and know, or am I gonna wake up Sunday and know? You're gonna wake I, up. You're gonna wake up Sunday and know more than likely. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, because so. I just didn't know the dates. I just didn't. I know Monday is the steel cage match. That I know. Mm-hmm. That's the second match. So I know Monday is the cage match. I just didn't know when this Osaka show was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like I was saying, I don't know what you heard when you dialed in. They taped three weeks this week, but there's no real clear-cut indicator as to which way they're going. I don't think they know where they're going, and I'm not necessarily a fan of doing a takeover before a rumble. I think that they're just kind of, I mean, I get the, I get what they're doing. They want to have a takeover attached to all all the big show, but I feel like the rumble is kind of one of those shows where you really don't need it. Um, I feel like by having a takeover next to rumble, they're kind of forcing themselves to figure something out. Um, I mean, I understand SummerSlam. I understand WrestleMania. I even, to some extent, understand Survivor Series. I just really don't think a takeover is needed. But uh, I don't think they really have a clear direction the, the because of what I told is, you before. Yeah, what I think the problem is, and this is what the problem I, I at least see with it, and we'll see what comes of it, mm-hmm. is you did the big, the big show Survivor Series weekend. And forget about even the result. Forget the fact that you did the whatever. Then... What are we? What was the virus series? Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now you're 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 pulling you're promoting this um, what you call it this title match in Japan. So whatever, ha- and then you're jumping into takeover, which I know the I know. The Rumble weekend is the last weekend in January, so I, I know there are people that have said to me, well, it's still six, seven weeks away, but it's a lot in six, seven weeks for NXT. I understand the main roster stuff is pretty much every two weeks now, and it is ridiculous. Like, Yeah, they need to tone down on that. I don't know where. Yeah, and apparently they're not, because apparently there's a mid-February elimination chamber. Then there's like a first weekend in March, like, Roadblock or fastlane, yeah, like yeah, and then you're gonna jump into WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always a fan it's... of what they did before. Like what they should do uh, is uh, like um, I've always been a fan of like how they just did like a Rumble event, like you know when they have the War Rumble weekend, and then they have like uh, like a live event or something, and. They have, like, a tournament or a battle royale, and, like, the winner gets, like, a spot in the Rumble. And then you yeah. have, like, one person who has nothing to – like, for instance, say uh, say the one – like, to me, I think it should be two slots, two NXT slots. The first slot should be, like, the winner of a tournament just for some exposure, not mm-hmm. necessarily a main gets roster call-up. Yeah, right. and then, it's, and then the second the slot – Right, and then the second slot should be, like, the person who's basically, like, a debuting. Like, if it was me, it would be, like, Samoa Joe is the person that makes the debut in the Rumble, and then, like, somebody else. Like, I'm just being mm-hmm. hypothetical here. Like, say Austin Aries makes, like, an, a cameo right. for Rumble. That's kind of, like, how I've always done it. Um, another reason why I don't think that having to take over near Rumble is a good idea is because I know for a fact that because of their, uh, you know, their uh, – 
they're scouting, you know, they're they're looking to pick up some new guys in Ring of Honor and they're looking to pick up some new oh, guys we'll, we'll in New Japan. Right, but and my prediction is like they don't know who they're gonna get and who they're not gonna get. So depending on who they get, that determines their plan that they wanna go in and until they know, they can't really say for sure. So I've always felt that January should just be a time of uh, of build to figure out mm-hmm. what they're going to do with, with their takeover show next to Mania. You know, that's just kind of like how I feel about it. But uh, I don't yeah. think they really have a. I don't think they really have a direction well, right now. What, what I don't. What, I mean, I think they have a direction for takeover. I don't think they wouldn't have not. And they would have announced it if they did it. And it seems like without getting into too much, they kind of set up what takeover is going to be. But the problem is I don't think they know what they're doing coming out of Japan this weekend. And that's the bigger problem. Is that like, okay, you hot-shotted this title change at Survivor Series, which still doesn't make sense to me. It still doesn't. Two weeks later, I don't get Unless you're telling me to give Nakamura that moment in Japan like they gave to Balor, then that's fine. But if that's not your mentality, I've said this a million times, this should have happened at SummerSlam. And like then I said, the thing about NXT that I don't like, and it's, it's, the, it's the one thing that NXT can fall back on, it's just it's not fair, but it's how it is. The thing about NXT that I don't like is as cool as it is at the end of the day, it's developmental for the main roster. Yeah. So if they do something that doesn't make sense, then you can just go back and say, well, this person must be going to the main roster. And like we've said before, for the most part, they've done a good job building up most folks. But the one thing that to me was just kind of like a a big what the fuck was American Alpha. I thought that American Alpha was really starting to come into their own as Mm -hmm. a team. They finally beat the Revival. And it seemed like they could – I felt like they could have been there a little bit longer. And it was like when they finally won, next thing you know – they lose the rematch, yep. or they, they, and then they have a match on NXT, and then they lose, and you're just like, what? And next thing and you know, and then they get squashed by Walters of Pain, and it's right. like, wait, wh- wh- what? Right. <laughs> you know? and then, yeah, and then the next thing you know, they're in the main roster, and I feel like if TNA did something like that, like if it was TNA or Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground, if they were building up a team that was chasing for the titles for yeah, like half a if, year, even if they did that on the main roster, the guys on the the creative teams on the main roster would get crucified. Right, that, right. But, you know, but it's like you can get away with that on NXT because if something like that happens, you can just say, "Oh, this person must be going to the main roster." And right. It's not, it's you, not you fair. Hide that, you could hide yeah. behind that nugget of, well, you know, yeah, the NXT tag titles are great, but won't it be better to see them on SmackDown? Right. Right. You know, so and that's, of course that's you're going like to say the one thing yeah, that you I don't know. like about NXT. They use that as an excuse for uh, any type of unusual or but you know illogical what, booking. So. At least for the world title, it's worked. Because they've kept it to a point where when you get the world title, you're ready to go. You're mm-hmm. going you're gonna to have your whatever run. You're going to drop it whenever you drop it. You're going to do the obligatory rematch. And then maybe you'll work the tapings after and put somebody over, and then you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they, they've done that for the most part. They even did that. They did a good job of doing that even with Sasha and even Bailey this past summer. But for some reason, I'm, you're right, though. And it's not just Alpha. They can't get it right with these tag teams. They can't. 
They can't. The tag teams are easily the most inconsistent thing with NXT. And this they is never what scares it. me about the revival. Right, right. right. Potentially and, then, coming and, up. and none of them are really that successful when they go to the main roster. It's not that they job out when they come to the main roster, but it's like every tag team from NXT that gets caught up, whatever it was that made them special in NXT on the main roster, they're just another team. And they've done that except with everybody. For Enzo and except but for even Enzo they, and even Cass. they are just another team. They get a reaction, yeah, but, sure, yeah, and they, they're you know, over, but they don't yeah, feel but the special. The thing with Enzo and Cass is, and I, and as much as I love Alpha, I don't even know if I could say this about Alpha. If you asked me right now, who will win? Who will win the Raw Tag Team Titles at WrestleMania? I could tell you right now. You're assuming it's even going to be a match for the tag Hang titles. on. Just, just, hear, <laughs> just Hang on. That's a whole other different issue. Yeah. At least I can say that's probably where Enzo and Cass are going to get crowned their moment. You know, yes. at least you could see it. Like, you know, with New Day looking like they're going to go heel again, you, you know, you're just waiting for that Xavier Woods-Enzo three-minute mic exchange and – you know, you go from there. And I could honestly tell you that, if, like I said, if you asked me right now, if you told me, John, you could put, you could book a Raw Tag Team title match for WrestleMania and give it whatever result you want, I would tell you it's that. I don't know, even with Alpha, if I could tell you that on the SmackDown side anymore. Well, it I'm not even convinced there's even going to be a tag title match at WrestleMania. They've been very inconsistent in that area for the past few years I, you know. I, it's, the, it's the new day because i remember people were telling me i kept telling folks that i was convinced the new day would not be defending their titles and people kept telling me they were like tove the new day is too much money they're going to defend their titles and they did have a match but it wasn't for the titles. The titles so the, the tag team titles have been okay, very maybe very is not maybe wrestlemania is not the point but at least with enzo and Cass, i could honestly say i can tell you that's probably at some point whether it's wrestlemania or not i hope so that's so. where they're headed. Yeah, I but like you tell, said, they, they I can't seem to get tell it right. You that with Alpha. I can't hmm. tell you that with Alpha. What they're I doing can't... with Alpha, to me, is very similar to what they did with Neville. When Neville got called up, uh, he would have a few matches. And uh, to me, in my opinion, Neville, really, he hasn't really had a real few. Like, all he's really did was when he got called up, he had a few matches. He was in the King of the Ring thing. He made it to the finals with Barrett. Barrett won mm-hmm. that. And then after the thing with Barrett, just worked a few matches, had that really good match with Rollins, and then after that, mm-hmm. it was his feud with Stardust. Yeah. Outside of that, he really hasn't been in any feuds. He's just no. he had he had a lot of he had a lot of matches, but yeah. no real feuds. And like when I look at American Alpha, they give me the same. It looks like for a bit they were doing something with the Usos, and then they yeah. kind of like they sort of like dropped it and they started up again. But so far, since the Alphas have got caught up, it's very similar to Neville. It's like you see them. They're being used, See, the but problem is, they're not, there's no story there. You the know? problem is, too, is that I think, like I just said with Enzo and Cass, you think eventually it's building, you know, mm-hmm. whenever. And, and, you know, we could just use WrestleMania as a, like a, a, a six-month target date. Mm-hmm. And even if that's the plan with Alpha, let's just say it is. Let's, let's just say whatever it is. The problem is... Because they're, it's almost as if one overshadows the other. You know, mm-hmm. Enzo and Cass, even though they never had the belt in NXT, Enzo and Cass seems like they were the more popular team and the more well-received team. 
And and who knows? Maybe if the if they were reversed, if yeah, Angel and Cass were on SmackDown and Alpha was on Raw, it would be the opposite and, way. And I don't know that. Beef. And that's but my I just beef. feel like I don't. There's not that steam yeah. yet. And that's my beef with Alpha. the tag team things. You know, that's you know, my beef with the tag team things because people kept telling me that Enzo and Cass were were so over. They didn't need the belts. And I kept telling the people that said that, like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, tag team wrestling, it doesn't matter what promotion you're following, whether it's WCW, WWE, ECW, even TNA. The most over team are your champions. If the out, mm-hmm. When the outsiders showed up in WCW, they were the most over team, and they were your tag team champions. When the Attitude Era first started off, the New Age Outlaws were the most over team. Yeah. They were the tag team champions. Yep. And TNA... When you had beer money, you had yep. fucking WWE purists that could not stand TNA, but they would watch TNA just to see beer money. That's how popular mm-hmm. beer money was. And beer money, and rightfully so, to TNA's credit, were the tag team champions. You know, yeah. you, did, you couldn't have beer money and then have, like, say, the British Invasion or the Motor City Machine Guns, who were equally as talented but were not as over as beer money. You didn't have beer money where they were, like, the focus and some other team was attacked. No, they were the tag team champions. So, to me, right. that, that's my I mean, beef And don't get me wrong, there's, there's money in, a ch- in the chase, I, I, you know, Right. There is, but eventually that chase has to cash in. Like, right. You know, like... That's why I was so New, upset New when Day the Vought Villains became champions, you know? I was so upset when the Vought Villains became tag champions because I was like, in Tag Team Wrestling 101, I don't care. The most over team are the champions. Right. Periods. And I kept telling like, folks the Vought Villains were not over. They no, were a they novelty. They were, a, they were a novelty act. And when they go to the main roster, they're just going to fade out. They're not going to translate. And that's exactly what happened, yep. and, you know? So that was kind of what made me upset about Enzo and Cass because I said when they get caught up to the main roster and you have like these teams like the Vaude Villains and, and, and the Ascension, and no offense to them, but you have teams like that that were tag champions on NXT, right. but then on the main roster they're jobbers. But then you have mm-hmm. guys like Enzo and Cass that are more over than they are, but they were never champions that, on NXT. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, what? Yeah, it's going to be weird. What are you catering to? Are you catering for who's over or are you catering for the best team to put the belts on? And, and what, 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 gets, what gets me about the villains more so than the Ascension, and, and I, I, you know, I, I liked all these fresh teams. You know, you want to see them all succeed. Is the Ascension, what, what makes me bang my head against the wall is if you go back and watch NXT Ascension, it wasn't all the hoopla with the promos. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're the Legion of Doom, we're the Powers of Pain, we're, we're this, we're that. They just came out, they were two you. big guys, they dominated, and that was it. And, you know, I don't know if it's Vince, I don't know if it's Kevin Dunn, I don't know it's who Vince. the fuck it is. It's but, Vince. you know, like a, especially a gimmick like them, why do you tweak them? If anything, yeah. the gimmick I would have been more concerned about translating to the main roster would have been the Vaude villains. Yeah, it's Vince. Not the Ascension. The Ascension could have just been two guys that just went through everybody. And I'm trying to think who, like, your big face teams were, you know, uh, uh, you know, in 2015 when they first – whoever, uh, you know, whoever the face teams were, you know, uh, Titus and uh, I guess primetime players, whatever – you know, but sometimes to me, it's the it's the little stuff. It's it's the presentation. Like there's a lot of things they did, and at first I gave the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like there's a lot of entrances in NXT 
that when they're on the main roster, it's just not the same. It's just little stuff. Like on NXT, when but the cast came out, their music it's is still even, playing or whatever. It's not even that. If you look at the Ascension entrance, the, you know, in NXT, it was, it was just the flashing lights and the music. It wasn't, you know, too much with the video wall or anything like that. And you know what? Why couldn't you keep it that simple? Why couldn't, you know, why couldn't you keep it that simple and just keep it as, okay, you know what? You know, flashing lights, these guys coming out and doing their thing for three minutes and they're gone. Yeah, there's definitely an issue with the uh, with the tag teams. And I'll give Triple H credit. He definitely seems to uh, be on, and it's not just him himself, because I know Dusty was there and Dusty loved tag teams. But yeah. I'll give him credit. He's definitely more in tune with uh, with tag teams than Vince is. I know well, for I'm a fact that Vince has never been. Dawson. Yeah, I'm I know. I know. Vince has never. He's never ever. Vince has never ever been a tag team guy. Nope. The type of person that Vince is, and I think most fans know this. Vince, he's more into makeshift tag teams. He really likes uh-huh. the mega powers. Vince, what he likes to do, he he's more about like putting two people together that are not doing anything at the time. And you know that's fine because some of the best teams and and wrestling were put together because creatively they heck, had nothing for him. Heck, like, look at the outlaws. Right, like, you know, the Outlaws, Beer Money, Hollywood Blondes. Uh, uh, I thought Jericho's show was good. I like Chris Jericho and Big Show. I like that, you know. The problem is that sometimes when you put, you know, for every for every great team that you just put together, there's teams where you just look back and you're like, what? Like that one, like here's but one, tax, here's one also, tag team a lot of folks forgot about, like that time they put together Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. Everybody's forgot oh, about that. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they were just, ten just, champs for about eight days. <laughs> right, you know. So you think about it, it's like, so wait a minute, so like makeshift team Cody and Drew were tag champions, but like crime time wasn't. Like stuff like that right. is, what, is what makes a division look bad like in the long run when you look back at it and you're like, what were they thinking? That's yeah. just what Vince is. Vince has never really been into classic traditional tag teams. And the few times that in, in history, if you look at WWE history, the few times – that they do have traditional tag teams, they usually break them up, like the yeah. Rockers, you know, or the Hart Foundation, you know. So and so you look at that's kind of like that's why I respect thing. it. You get two different types of breakups. You get the we're going to break up and we're going to feud, mm-hmm. and then you get the we're teaming, we're teaming, now I'm in a singles feud for the IC title, and you're in a singles feud with Skinner. <laughs> right, right. You know, like if you just look at their history, you know, like, you know, uh, the few times it works uh, – uh, even though they were a makeshift tag team, I thought that their gimmicks and their styles were similar. Um, I, to me, John Morrison and The Miz, they're kind of like in the gray area. They were a makeshift team. They but were they're, good. But they yeah, were good together. They, yeah, they were really good together. And they, it kind of got to the point where they were so good, you kind of forgot that they were a makeshift team because they mm-hmm. just they fit together so well. Yeah, so I, I thought they really, were a natural team, yeah. Right, right. But even still. And that's the problem. As much as you want to get on Vince for like, you know, why is he doing that? Why, you know, the problem is, you know, like we just said, the Outlaws, the mm. Miz and Morrison's, Jarrah Show, this one. That, you know what I'm saying? They've at the end of the day, they've worked, and that's the problem. Yeah, you know? yeah, because they worked, and so in Vince's head. Because they this is worked. the way to go. Yeah, you know, it's the way to go. So, it was, you know, because Team Hell No worked. 
Uh, right. The Rock and Salt Connection worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jero Show worked. Uh, Rated RKO worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, so right Even now... Even Michaels and Hunter as DX worked. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that worked too, you know. So because yeah. all these other teams worked, when he does things like Cesaro and Sheamus or, you know, just stuff like that, like, because Vince, Vince... The reality is, you know, we can give Vince a lot of shit, but the truth of the matter is he has more... He's had more successes than failures with these the makeshift problem is, tag though, teams. The failures are just so like, oh, that it's like... Right, outrageous. right. Right, right, and then if you t- and then and then another thing is is that sometimes he has makeshift teams that work and get over, and then just when it seems like they're going to get to the next level, something happens and it's never revisited. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, the awesome truth, though that was more truth's fault. But the one that really stands out to me uh, were the Road Scholars, Cody Rhodes and yeah. Damian Sandow. I thought that as a tag team, I never really saw Damian as a singles guy, but as a tag team guy, I thought that him and Cody. Had really found something, and it, that, and it's could, that had, could have still had legs with Sandow with the briefcase. Yeah, it could have. Could, they, that could they, have extended a little longer. longer. They were really first. starting to get to that like next level, and just when it seemed like yeah. they were going to go somewhere, it was like nope, breaking up. You know, so that's kind of like really where NXT struggles because most of these NXT tag teams are traditional teams where, like, mm-hmm. they are made together. So it's like when they go to the main roster, Vince, I truly believe this. Like, I'm not trying to throw shade at them. I truly believe that Vince just does not know how to use traditional tag teams. He just he he just prefers – it all goes back to the mega powers. That's mm-hmm. just what he prefers. He prefers makeshift teams, you know. So when, when the Revival and, and uh, American Alpha and uh, – you know, the the villains and the Ascension, yep. when these guys show up, it's like they're just there. I'll I tell truly... you the guys to be the most scared for because of this mm-hmm. will be eventually when DIY goes up. Well, at the end of the day, they're both cruiserweights, so they have something to fall back on. Not, not that I want DIY to break up, but I think by the time it comes for them to go to the main roster, I think they need – I think – Champa needs to be a heel feuding with Gargano. Oh, that's fine. It, that, that'll happen because anyway. if they, yeah, that's going to happen. They, they've been teasing that story for a while, but mm. if they, if for some reason DIY stays together and goes up to the main roster, oh, they're going to forget it. Vince is going to slaughter them up there. Yeah, the ones I'd be worried about if I were like NXT purist fans, I'd be worried about uh, American Alpha, and I'd be worried about the Revival because I can totally mm-hmm. see Vince like trying to break them up. And if that happens, it just pretty much confirms what I'm saying, you know, because I mm-hmm. could totally, because the American Alphas, they're both amateur wrestlers, they're both athletic. You can always and there tell the story. there could be something more there if they're able to get Angle back and yeah. eventually well, Sheldon Benjamin comes back. Like well, there's, yeah, with that, they got something to help them. Right, so in, yeah. in that particular scenario, that wouldn't be as bad. But I know for the revival, right. I could totally see that happening. Um, and if you know that what happens, I think the revival's going to need on the main roster? What they and need I don't is even a, know who can, in, in my opinion, what, well, yeah, I was saying. In my opinion, what they would need, you know, I know he gets a lot of heat these days, but uh, and he's just he's just so bitter. No one really likes him anymore. But I think that uh, a Jim Cornette would be very very good for a revival. Obviously, you know Jim be Cornette. Good with them? You know who'd be good with them if he stays away maybe six months longer and kind of can kind of find his way out of the gimmick. Mantel. Those oh, oh two yeah, guys yeah, he would work. He would work too. Oh, perfect. He would work. You know, too. you just you gotta keep them 
especially with everything that's going on right now with the politics, whatever, like he was, you know, that was his bread and butter, the whole, you know. I think another people. guy, yeah, another guy that could work. I don't know what his status is. Uh, I know he hasn't been with Lethal for quite some time. I think his name is Truth Martini. Truth Martini, yeah. Yeah, that guy. I, I could see him being a good manager for them if WWE was to, like, Sign him under like a, a you know like a, a temporary deal just to yeah. just to introduce them. A Truth Martini. Um, managers are a dying art, uh, not just in yep. WWE, but just in, in general. wrestling in general. in general. It really needs to come. It really needs to come back. I, one of my friends, uh, I have a friend from high school who um, he doesn't watch wrestling that much anymore. Every now and then, he'll come over and watch the WWE Network with me. And uh, he told me point blank. He told me that if Roman Reigns was around, like, in the early 90s, he told me that Reigns would have gotten over. And I said, why do you say that? And he told me because back then Reigns would have had a manager. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're Reigns, right. Reigns probably would have had a heel <laughs> manager, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course he would have. Of course he would have. Yeah. You know, and he was he was talking about, think about it, you know, Harley Race and Vader, Jim Cornette and Vayner, oh, Mr. God, Fuji Harley and Race, Yokozuna. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They would have found who, somebody for Roman. You, you know who might be that guy? And I'm not saying for Reigns, but I could see more maybe in the sense of the revival, maybe. Maybe if you're going to do something solid with Flair. You know, Flair, you know, you, you know, Flair is instant stable. Like, you could put together four people, and I know people would think four horsemen, but it would work. And, and Flair could get these guys over. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I just... You know, I just don't think they see Flair in anything more than right now this Sasha Charlotte feud. But Flair's even another guy, you know, all with the connections to the Andersons. Like, they, down in NXT, they constantly say they remind them of the Brain Busters. Like, you have Flair, like, give that endorsement, you mm-hmm. know, and be like, listen, I was with Arn and Tully for, you know, X amount, and you got, you know, just, like, something. sometimes something simple as that, mm-hmm. you know, but... Who knows what what the future holds, you know. So, uh, you want to preview Final Battle real quick? What's that? You want to preview Final Battle real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And okay, uh, I you probably know the card better than me to be honest with you. I only know like the top two or three matches. So, if you want to, okay, let me go ahead and um pull up my files. And I, I've quick. been looking all day. I, I can't find anything on anybody who's got any type of business that needs to be taken care of. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in in Manhattan right now in that in that building because I'm All right, sure. So, uh, so we got a final battle taking place in the uh, Hammerstein Barroom. Always like that venue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a final battle. This is uh, their final show. Here's the name: Final Battle. Uh, the main event is Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, as expected. It's pretty much what most of us predicted uh, back in the summer, where it seemed like they were trying to do, uh, what was that thing they did? Yeah, they did Jay Lethal and uh, Cole Cabana, and then Adam Cole kind of ruined it, Mm -hmm. joined the Bullet Club. And at the time, fans were like, well, Lethal had been champion for so long, him losing to Cole just seemed so underwhelming. But at the same time, fans felt, well, if it led to the story of him and O'Reilly, then it would make sense, and that's exactly what they did. Um, props to Ring of Honor. This story has been going on for a while. But at the same time, I think the reason why feuds go on for so long in Ring of Honor is because they only have one show. You know, that's the advantage WWE yeah. has, kind of. So um, this, this feud's been going on for, like, almost two years now. Two years, I was So, say. almost. So, and the um, 
the uh, the the reigning uh, the thing. Basically, the the whole point of the feud. Adam Cole basically keeps saying, as long as I'm with Ring of Honor, Kyle O'Reilly will never be Ring of Honor champion. That's pretty much the story that they keep telling over and over and over, almost like a blood feud kind of, almost to the point where it's saying, if Kyle O'Reilly is going to be champion, I can't be here anymore. Or as long as I'm here, Kyle O'Reilly will never be champion, basically meaning that he just runs Kyle out of Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Almost kind of like, you know, this ain't big enough for the two of us, kind of like the old Western thing. So... Um, there's a cool promo about the match on uh, Ring of Honor's Facebook page. Uh, Adam Cole is very charismatic. It's cool. He likes to do his, you know, story time with Adam Cole where he was sitting down and, uh, you know, he was he was comparing his view of Kyle O'Reilly to like a, uh, he was giving it kind of like a King Arthur Merlin kind of vibe and stuff like that. So, um, uh, but this is going to be the very last match between the two. Uh, they've already said that, uh, there's not going to be any more matches, so this will finally like be the end of it. I have no idea what their contract status is, but as the reports were saying, uh, Triple H is interested in both of them. Um, they've been building this up for so long that um, Adam Cole keeps screwing over Kyle, so I, I don't see this ending any other way than Kyle O'Reilly finally beating Cole. And uh, if that happens, then uh, I'm not really sure what this means. For Cole, uh, he is the American representative leader of the Bullet Club, whereas the Japanese representative leader is uh, Kenny Omega. So I'm not really sure exactly what's going to happen here. It should be a very good match, and they've had many, 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 many matches. And ironically, what's kind of cool, again, to Ring of Honor's credit, this is the same show that they had their first match, I think, like... Uh, like uh, back when they were a tag team, there's Future Shock, mm-hmm. and when they broke up as a team, they had their first match at Final Battle. So for them to have a world title match years later at the same show, uh, very smart, Ring of Honor's part. Uh, I'm not sure if that was intentional. Probably not. They probably just realized that, hey, let's take advantage of this, kind of like take your streak. So uh, also on the card, the Young Bucks will be defending the tag titles against the Briscoes. Um, the Young Bucks, they've pretty much obtained every single tag title, and I mean this with no disrespect to TNA, but they've they've obtained every tag title that matters except the WWE title. Uh, the Ring of Honor tag champions, uh, they're IWGP junior tag champions and are set to defend their titles against Rapungi Vice at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, and I also believe that they're the PWG uh, tag champions. Uh, according to reports, if most have not heard, the Young Bucks are pretty much top priority right now for uh, Triple H. This is a very, very, very big deal because uh, pretty much uh, the Young Bucks are the faces of the Indies. They are. They're everywhere. Um, they're everywhere. PWG, Triple uh, A, Lucha, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Young Bucks are everywhere. They're everywhere. They are the face of the Indies. Uh, Super Kick Party, everything about them is indie-rific. Uh, the Meltzer Driver, five-star driver, literally everything about them represents independent wrestling. They are the legitimate face of the indies. So if the Young Bucks were to get signed by WWE, that would be a huge deal. But for many years, both Young Bucks have seemingly showed no interest working with WWE. And a lot of fans that are just simply, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade, a lot of fans, they're just simply not aware of the fact that, yeah, if you work the indies, you're not making WWE money, but if you have a lot of T-shirts 
And if you work multiple promotions and if you have a lot of DVDs, gradually all that stuff builds up and you can make good money for yourself. AJ Styles was making good money. Alberto El Patron was making good money. Um, the, money the amount of money that they were making in the independents was basically the money that like an Intercontinental or a U.S. champion would be making in WWE. They were making like a solid uh, like 300000 400000 which is pretty good for an indie deal because most indie guys don't even make nearly much as that. Uh, I know that Booker T has heat with the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks were disrespectful to him, so the stories say. And uh, the Young Bucks are notorious for basically being a parody of DX. Uh, they're like It's like if you take the Hardys and you take DX and you merge them together. So it's like super kick, super kick, super kick. Um, they're like Matt Hardy. They're all on about bar. the money. Super kick, super kick, super kick. On bar. <laughs> right, you know, super kick, super kick. Uh, they're very similar to Matt Hardy. They're all about the money. And uh, a lot of fans are, they're not aware. Like the Young Bucks, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money, whether you hate them or like them. They make a lot of money. And Triple H, he's not stupid. He's not an idiot. He sees that. He sees that. So I, I, if they sign the Young Bucks, I definitely know this is one of those signings where Triple H probably deep down doesn't care for them. But at the same time, he realizes these guys. So it's like, you know, I got I to gotta sign these dudes. So, But they're defending the titles against the Briscoes. Uh, the Briscoes. At one point, they were being looked at by WWE. Uh, Jay Briscoe, in particular, made some comments on social media that uh, really kind of hurt their chances of uh, being picked up. It's possible that someday down the road they could be in WWE. And I do think the Briscoes would be very over, should they go. They have a very unique look, very grungy. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I do think the Briscoes not coming to NXT really helped out the revival because that was that was who the intended push was for. That push was for and was meant for the Briscoes. They even gave them a similar look, calling them the mechanics, which didn't go over well. Then they repackaged them as the revival, and it just it took off from there. So I'm sure Dash and Dawson don't mind that at all. Um, but uh, these two have faced each other so many times. The Bucks and Briscoes have had so many matches. It's kind of like in WCW, like I lost count how many times Luger and Sting fought Harlem Heat. I mean, they were always good matches, but yeah, when you, when they you always had something going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when you see the match that many times, you just kind of like you just kind of tune out, sort of. So mm-hmm. um, you know, any if if the if the Bucks are to be signed by uh, WWE. Uh, it definitely won't be one of those immediate signings. Like, I mean, sure, they can be signed, but it won't be one of those things where they're going to show up immediately because, again, they've obtained every tag title that matters. So they would need to drop them. They would need to drop the Ring of Honor titles. They would need to drop the IWGP Junior titles at Wrestle Kingdom. And then they would also have to drop the PWG titles. And I'm sure they would also have to fulfill any obligations left on their contracts, which would probably – take a while like you know February. Well, the bus, as far no as far as as far as the ring of honor they're up the end of the month okay New japan is wrestle kingdom the mm-hmm. question is what's the deal with pw i guess pwg yeah what's the deal with that yeah i'm not really sure uh what the I, deal I is there if, i i would think and we'll get into talent and this and that I, soon i i really you and i were talking about this Amongst ourselves, I really want to get into this conversation for for a little while. But I, I would think I don't. The only I should know more of this, but I think PWG runs a big 
show WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, it could be a case where maybe the Bucks, are almost like the club, the Bucks are signed, mm-hmm. and then, but they don't debut for months because they've got stuff to take care of. Like I, right, and the uh, Bucks could be the ones that. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll hear they sign, they sign. Oh, maybe they didn't sign. Are they ever going? And then next thing you know, it's like April or May, and that's when they show that, up. That, that's that's when I definitely see them showing up if they get signed. There is a show. There is a show. The name of the show escapes me, but uh, just like how there's a post Mania Raw, there is a show after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, that was the show where the Bullet Club turned on uh, AJ yeah, that's Styles. That's the night after. Yeah, that's the night after. So yeah. yeah, so AJ worked that show. Gallows and Anderson worked that show. Nakamura also worked that show too. So they still have to work um, mm-hmm. another show. So um, uh, this is a feud that's been going on for a while. Uh, to fans wondering if WWE signs the Young Bucks, like what's the end game? What's the goal? The, the goal is the New Day versus the Elite. That is the goal. This has been going on for for quite some time now. This 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 Twitter internet beef between Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods has been going on for about two years now. Um, there's a there's a fighting game tournament called CEO that takes place during the summer. Uh, people play like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Super Smash Brothers. And of course, as many people know, uh, Xavier Woods, he has like a YouTube channel. I think it's called Up Down, Up Down or something like that. Up, Up, Down, Down, I think. He, yeah, someone, yeah, Right, right. Yeah, he was at the CEO tournament and uh, Kenny Omega was there too. And uh, they actually fought each other like in a Street Fighter match. Uh, they were playing Street Fighter, and Kenny Omega beat him, and then they did, like, this big uh, pull-apart brawl, like they were going to fight for – I mean, obviously it was it was planned, and, you know, there was mm-hmm. something between those two, but they've been taking shots at each other for quite some time. Uh, like, uh, when Xavier Woods and uh, – I remember, like, when the New Day got, like, their, when the Bootio T-shirt thing, when the Bootio T-shirt became legit, uh, Xavier posted this thing on Twitter – where, like, he was pretending to be Omega, where he was wearing the glasses, and he did, like, the finger-pointing thing with the bullet thing. And then uh, when Omega won the IWGP Intercontinental title, they did this little thing where, like, um, he was in his hotel room, and he wasn't wearing any clothes. He was just wearing the title around his waist, kind of like how that, that kind of like that new photo shoot Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. did. And the Young Bucks were trolling him, and they were doing, like, the uh, – the Biggie and Kofi pose. Like, this has been going on for a while, a long time. You want, you like, want to know? You, you want a surefire sign that WWE wants them? If WWE didn't want anything to do with the Bucks or Omega, Woods would have been told, and New Day would have been told to stop. Right, right. The fact that they've been given a green light to do this yeah. tells like, me I that they have interview, plans. I saw it. It was one of those WWE.com or those Facebook exclusives, and Biggie was wearing an elite shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and if you watch New Japan, sometimes they come out wearing New Day shirts. Right? They're like yeah. they're trolling each other. So yep. there's there's too much money to be had here. Yeah, so if you like combine, I said, like I said, Vince would turn around and be like, "What's that shirt that you wear?" Or what you know, cut it out, and it would stop. The fact that they have not been told to stop. Yeah. Th- yeah, everybody knows what's what's going on. And, yeah, the the end game know, for this what, is what the deal is. Like, let let's get this done. And yeah, the the, the end game for this is definitely going to be uh, the elite versus uh, the new day. And if for whatever reason, if for whatever reason you could not sign the young bucks, if for whatever reason, if they could not sign full time contracts, at the very minimum, they would sign a one night deal for a one show. Where I don't I don't know if 
if it would be like the New Day visits NXT for one night only as some takeover special, like in Brooklyn or something. Like, you know, just one of those kind of like an ECW one night only thing where, like, uh-huh. say, for, say, for instance, they sign Omega. And then say Omega calls out the New Day and says, you know, I have friends too. And like just just a one night build yeah. where it's just like, you know, New Day against the Elite. I remember for a while Vince McMahon was obsessed with Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara. And unfortunately, yep. he was never able to get that match. But the reason why he was so obsessed about it was the report said that he wanted to have the most the fans mask record. wearing the mask record. If you do New Day versus the Elite, you'll probably have a record in the sense of, like, most fans wearing merch and merch, a match. Because yep. it would be, like, everybody would be wearing a New Day shirt or, like, an Elite Bullet Club shirt or whatever the fuck they will call themselves once they got signed. Um, it, would, it would definitely – and even if it's just a one-night thing, fans would still buy it because when CM Punk did his Money in the Bank thing mm-hmm. that night, he had the Best in the World T-shirt, and Punk signed the contract in writing like about an hour before his match, yep. and that was a top seller. A lot of fans, if you go back and look at that Money in the Bank yeah. show, a lot of fans were wearing that one shirt. So even if it's just one night, fans will still buy the dated. fucking shirt. It was you know? dated, that shirt. It was dated. It had yeah. a date. I, I was pissed because I ordered it. And I didn't realize when I got it, it didn't have the date on it. And I was, right. I was so pissed. But, yeah, you're 100% right. How much money they'll make, even if it's just a one-time thing. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's And if it won't be at a WrestleMania, it'll be at a takeover, one of the others. But that, yeah. that's the end game here. There's, Triple H is not stupid. He sees the money here. There's, there's too much money to be made in this. In this. It'll they probably will do. be. Yeah, they you know, do. Like the Bucks aren't stupid, especially. I think it's Nick, the the one with the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He's. I think he's got like a one year old or a two year old baby now. Like mm-hmm. I, I've read. I read interviews like five years ago with the Bucks, and you know where they would be like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, who cares, you know, fuck everything, blah blah blah, you know. But mm-hmm. now that you know, like I said, I think it's Nick, whoever the blonde haired one is. He's kind of matured a little bit now that he has a kid. Yeah, now that he has a kid, I've no like. You know, it used to be, no, never WWE. Now it's like, oh, you know, you know the, gene- the genetic answer. Like, oh, you know, we'll yeah. see, you know, the right, you know, we'll see if the right circumstances come along. You're and, saying, you're saying you know, that from a lot of the uh, indie guys now, because I know yeah. Jay Lethal was very similar like three years ago. He was like, no, no, no. But now he's saying, well, everyone's goal is to someday perform at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, that, well, that I, kind just of thing. Know, I just read an interview with Osprey this afternoon where Osprey said the same exact thing. You know that you know you know sooner or later you know eventually there's going to be a time to jump into the big pond. It may it might not just be today, but you know trust me you know right, right. my goal is to be you know yeah even you know yeah Osprey I I read that I want to say I read that like an hour ago that right. you know well this will be a, a lot big, of these guys mm-hmm. but, but you know what is you know what that is that's mm-hmm. a testament to Hunter because you know what if you weren't a Vince guy you you were garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, you were you were treated like garbage. Now with Hunter, you know, you're seeing the success of an AJ Styles. You're mm-hmm. seeing a success of a Samoa Joe in NXT. You know, you're seeing the you know eventual it's making success it more attractive of right. a Bobby Roode. Yeah. You know, now, if you're an indie guy, guy yeah. if you're if you're an indie guy, you're looking at like how other dudes are being treated. And yeah. um, now I'm now I'm questioning. Hmm. Maybe maybe this isn't such a bad deal because if if you were to tell me like four years ago. In 2012, hey, hey, Tove, how would you feel about Jay Lethal getting a developmental contract? If you were to tell me four years ago, hey, Tove, how do you feel about the Motor City Machine Guns 
getting mm-hmm. a WWE developmental contract. If you'd asked me that in 2012, oh, I'd have been like, eh, eh. But now, now these guys are looking it's back. Like, yes, do it. They're like, they're like, you know, maybe I should do business. You know, I've been yeah. saying this for a while. Like, I don't know where he is. I've read, I've read that he's had attitude issues. I've always been a fan of his work. But wherever he is, uh, low key, Caval, he's gone over so many names. I think that he should drop his pride and he should reconsider doing business with WWE. He's because a guy. They can, He's a guy that was ten years too early, or whatever it was, like right. five years too early in that Cause, company. Because he would totally, he would totally work now in, in the cruiserweight. Oh, forget it. He'd be, he'd be, he, he'd be the guy holding that belt right now. That's what, yeah, that's what they need. They need because that cruiserweight division it needs it guys needs that, that guy. fans know. You know, like you need more Kendrick. Like Kendrick is cool, but he's just like no offense to Kendrick, he's the only guy. That a casual fan would recognize. Yeah. You need the problem you, with you need was, more. And we've said this from the you know, towards the end of it was they put too much stock into oh we'll get we'll get a Bushi and Saber. We'll get a work. Bushi and Saber. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm not signing and hey, I'm not signing mate. And it was mm-hmm. like, Wait, what? Now we gotta push Perkins. Yeah. If they, so, if they would have known what they would have known, I mm-hmm. bet you Kendrick would have been in that final. If they need to. It's so strange to say this, but they they need WWE needs to pay attention to what TNA did back when TNA was hot. Because when TNA got popular, it got popular. She had a product was hot, and they had guys like Joe Styles and stuff. But just be real here, the the big movement came when those WWE dudes when they left and went to TNA. When Christian Cage showed up, when Kurt Angle showed up, you had a lot of WWE fans mm-hmm. that didn't watch TNA. And they followed them to TNA out of loyalty. And as they followed them to TNA, that was how they were introduced to the TNA dues. And then just gradually over time, they got familiar with the TNA product. That's what the Cruiserweight division needs. The Cruiserweight mm-hmm. division, it needs the Kendricks. It needs Lowkeys. It needs your you Evan Bournes, your, your uh, Max Seidel's. That's, that's, that's the mentality with Aries. You know, Ari, right? Aries. He's a name. Like I don't, I, I don't agree with him being in the cruiserweight division. No, but I. But you fans know, what? know who I he is. What, I get what it's gonna be for the. Right. You, know, you need to have these. You need to have these names that that a casual fan would know. That way, when they work against a younger, newer, unknown guy, it helps skip them more over. Right. But yeah, but to get more to the uh, back on the to finish up on the box. Um, Ring of Honor still has a lot of other tag teams. They have the Briscoes. Uh, mm-hmm. They have uh, the Addiction. They have War Machine. Uh, they have... Um, yeah, they, they've got guys, as, as crazy as it sounds, mm-hmm. and this is not to diminish the Bucks in any way, if the Bucks ended up leaving, mm-hmm. it wouldn't... I mean, name-wise, yeah, it would suck, but it wouldn't crush... Yeah, it wouldn't Ring crush of Honor. Them. It wouldn't crush in the them. tag division. It would, it would versus, hurt the it would hurt the independence the independence in general. But Ring of Honor in particular yeah, but wouldn't be. Many, they're not working that many indies anymore with this current deal. They're only working New Japan and PWG. So the Bucks right. are not going out on that Saturday night anymore and mm. working that show. You know, in in Newark. You know, right, right, right. They're not anymore. So it's. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't know what PWG's roster is, you know, but mm. New Japan, they survived what happened last year. I'm sure they could survive. Yeah, they can, they'll find a way. Uh, they they these... could survive, you know, it again mm. this year if it happens. You know, yeah, I think Ring of Honor could actually be fine, and I think Ring of Honor tapes TV on Sunday, so you could you could see the Briscoes. If the Briscoes were to beat the Bucks tonight, 
you could easily see the Briscoes move into somebody else at the TV tapings on Sunday. And some uh, other news uh, related to Final Battle. I know, um, I think uh, Aaron posted about it. I know that they're interested in uh, King Carino, a.k.a. Steve Carino. Um, he's going to be a uh, an agent in the uh, developmental center. And a trainer, yep. A trainer. And at Ring of Honor, he is a commentator. Now, that is a big loss for them. I've always liked yeah. Carino and Kelly. Uh, they're actually my favorite commentary team, and I, I always love how he just orgasms every time Cole or the Young Bucks just land a super kick. It's just it's hilarious. So um, I do think there's a blessing in disguise there because I know that they, they intend to have him as a trainer, but if they were to put him on commentary, then that would definitely basically have an excuse to give Corey Graves a full-time uh, you know, main roster. He wouldn't have to be in NXT anymore because I could totally see yeah. Carino um, taking his spot as kind of like the uh, the heel commentary thing. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a big loss for for Ring of Honor, and uh, I'm sure that they they found somebody there that could take his spot. Um, the, the 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 two main matches we already went over: uh, Cole against uh, O'Reilly and the Young Bucks against the Briscoes. Um, there's another match here. That's getting some attention. Um, I think uh, Cody Rhodes, yeah, Cody Rhodes, he's going to be wrestling against mm-hmm. Jay Lethal. Um, this is going to be Cody's Ring of Honor debut. Uh, he's working some success. I, I know he's working uh, Global Force Wrestling. Uh, he's working uh, Walt Culture Pro, Pro Wrestling. Uh, Cody Rhodes said in an interview recently that uh, performing as himself is more important than anything he's done before in his life and stuff like that. And um, fans just need to chill out. Cody, what he's doing, he's he's doing the old-fashioned thing. Basically, he's doing what Daniels used to do. He's doing what Guerrero, Benoit, Jericho, Malenko. He's basically becoming a journeyman. He's he's just traveling. He's going to different promotions, mm-hmm. and he's just working everywhere. I see exactly what Cody's doing. He's a smart businessman, and people are, are they're not seeing see, the big – What do you think he's doing? Because I, 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 I'm starting to develop a, a – a, a, a theory on Cody. Let, let's see. I what see do what he's, he's doing. I think I, I think I have a pretty good idea what he's doing. He's he's a very smart businessman, and he's seeing the writing on the wall. What's going on right now? And this, to me, as a as a wrestling fan, this became apparent sometime. I want to say when did this become apparent to me? Sometime around like late 2012, early 2013. This became very apparent to me. And uh, PJ Black. Uh, currently on Lucha Underground, who formerly went by Justin Gabriel. He was on Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast. A uh, pretty cool guy. And, uh, he, you know, he was talking about how he likes to, you know, uh, skydive and stuff. And uh, But the most interesting part about the podcast was uh, PJ Black talked about when they were doing the Adam Rose thing and how he was the bunny and how he actually had a lot of creative ideas for the bunny and uh, how when they kind of made him a heel for a brief period in NXT – he had a lot of creative ideas, and basically everything he had, they turned it down. And uh, PJ Black said that Triple H told him to his face that he really wasn't a fan of his work. And uh, Jericho told him that from an in-ring standpoint, there's really nothing that PJ Black can do that like a Neville or a Finn Balor couldn't do. And uh, PJ Black seemed like he was in a good place. He wasn't bitter about it. Uh, he just said that he just wanted to wrestle. But the thing that PJ Black said in the podcast to me that was very, very telling, and this is where like oh, this is where shit hits the fan, and this is where like you know fans get a little butt hurt. PJ Black said 
that, like, because Jericho told him at the end, like, can you talk about the politics of, of NXT? Because people know about the politics of the main roster, but can you talk about the politics of NXT? And PJ Black said straight up that basically you're either a Vince guy or you're a Triple H guy. And if you're neither, you're just kind of lost. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. Because if you start looking, because if you start looking, it's like, okay, you got guys like Cena, guys like Orton, guys like Roman Reigns, who are clearly Vince guys. Then you have guys like Finn Balor. And you have guys like Kevin Owens. Then you have guys like Rollins, who are clearly Triple H guys. But then you have these dudes that are kind of like neither, like Kofi Kingston or Dean Ambrose or... Cody Rhodes. So you have these dudes that made their name in WWE, but when they were in the independents, the indies weren't necessarily booming like they are now. So like now, when a Prince Puma, a.k.a. Ricochet, or if a Pentagon Jr. or a Pentagon Dark, or if a Jay Lethal, or if an Adam Cole, or a Kota Ibushi, or a Zack Sabre Jr., if someone from the independents now shows up in WWE, more fans are aware of it now. So they're more likely to get a push, you know. So Cody was part of that class of guys. Like, you know, there's a class of them. Cody, Ziggler, Miz, Barrett, White Ryback, Damian Sandow, like that class, that that class, like when F, when FCW was dying, like right before FCW became like the NXT, there was like a class of dudes that are kind of like they're stuck because they're like technically WWE dudes. They spent some time in the independence, but not enough to gain a following. You see what I'm saying? Like Kevin Steen was in Ring of Honor for a while. He had a following. AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, these guys have followings. You need to be in the independence for a long time. But what do you do when you're good, you're a WWE dude, you have an indie name, but you're not, you know, you're, you're, you're in this weird loop. So I see what Cody's doing. Cody, what he's doing is he's going everywhere. He's going to PWG. He's going to TNA. He's going to Ring of Honor. And I already know what's next. What's next is New Japan. He's going there. And I, I guarantee you, somehow he's going to find a way to be on that Wrestle Kingdom card. What he's doing is he's working with these indie dudes. He's going everywhere, basically increasing his stock, increasing his, his, his resume, increasing his revenue. So that way, by the end of – I think he's going to continue doing this for the rest of 2017 for – for the rest of this year, and I think he's going to do this for all of 2017. I think all of 2017, he's just going to be working independence, working with everybody that he can possibly can work. And at some point in 2018, he's going to come back to WWE. Yep. And at that Thank point – great, <laughs> great minds think alike. Right, right. right. Yep. Yep, he's going to yep, come back yep. to WWE, and at that point... He's going to be hot. He's going to be hot, and then they'll push him. And he'll he'll probably be yep. in the title picture of... And that's hard to say, because that's like a year from now. Yeah, so whatever's going on at the time, he'll, he'll be... He'll be right in the thick of it. Yes, yep. yep, uh, that's yep. his plan. I started realizing that. I started realizing that a couple of weeks ago. I said, he's setting himself up to go back. Yep, smart. Yeah. You know? So if a lot like, of fans are shitting doing. on him. He's setting yeah, it yeah, no, don't. He's <laughs> yeah. genius. It's he's genius. actually smart. doing. You know, a lot of these. Like we haven't heard a word from Barrett since Barrett got released. 
mm-hmm. you know, how many of these guys, you know, Ryback's trying to do his thing, but Ryback's also fucking burning bridges left and right, you yeah. know, as he does it. Cody's said his things, but Cody has not really crapped on anybody as far as the company goes. No bridge like burning Hunter. with Cody. Right, Bruce. just listen, I was unhappy, and you know what? You know, these were the options, and I took, you know, this is the road I decided to take. Yep. You know, yeah, he's going to set himself up at some point when he's going to get the phone call and say, hey, uh, Cody, uh, <laughs> we want you to come back. Uh. <laughs> you know? He's going to be, he's going to, he's probably going to come back in like, um, like the 2018 War Rumble. Well, and, yep, you know, there's and, and your guy. Yeah, he'll be the return. He'll be, he'll come back in like the 2018 Rumble and uh, he he'll eliminate done with TNA, right? Yeah, yeah, he's done. Like he's like people were totally blowing that out of proportion. He signed with TNA and he worked like two or three matches. He worked. Let's see, who did he work? He worked. Um, Edwards. He, he worked Bennett Edwards and the and mixed he worked, tag. Yeah, mixed tag. That's all he did. I think yeah. he wanted. Wasn't his whole point for going to TNA besides the fact that he wanted to work with Bennett? Like he wanted to get her. A, like yeah, 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 get her yeah. started. Yeah, that, that was the way of getting her started. I think right. she signed. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's fine. She signed, so I think he wanted to get her kind of mm. going and, you know, all right, you're good. You know, what they do, they did something where, like, supposedly, like, Lashley took him out, right? Is, yeah, Is Lashley that what they did him with out. him? Yeah, yeah, and they could, and and they could and always revisit that. Like, he could always yeah. go back and work a match yeah. or something. So, and but I know that's when what they did. Yeah, they... Yeah. they <clears throat> and but I know I think on his he's list. Done. Yeah, and on his list he does have uh, Shibata. In order for him to work Shibata, he's gonna have to go to New Japan or you know one of those Ring of Honor like Global Wars or War of the World he's gonna shows. To, you know. He's gonna. He's, he's. I think you're right. I'd be. I'd be shocked if he's not on Wrestle Kingdom. People don't understand. Even, a lot of a lot of casual fans don't understand the importance of Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is like the biggest show. Probably the second and, biggest and, show of the year. Yes, yeah, the behind second WrestleMania. Show like it, yeah. it really is. Yeah, it's basically think, a who's who of everyone that's not in WWE. Yeah. Just being on that card, just it doesn't matter where. Just simply being on that card raises your stock. It just yeah. just having your name on the card, you're you're on notice. WWE pays yep. attention to stuff like that. It's no coincidence. You know, I, I give AJ Styles all the credit in the world, and I'm not I'm not trying to minimize. All his work, you know, he did great stuff in TNA. He did great stuff in Ring of Honor. He did great stuff. That in match Japan. last year with Lethal, even at Final Battle, is quietly good, is quietly good for a guy. And mm. you know, listen, I think that show was like December. It was December. It was a, it was a good match. So I'm not I'm not like shitting on all of AJ stuff because this stuff is great. But what put him and the mindset. Uh, well, not what put him on the mindset. What put him on the map was that match of Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom um, when they saw him there. But just simply being on that card is really what is helpful for your career and for your resume. But uh, Cody, he's going to be fighting Jay Lethal. Uh, very interesting. Um, this card is really hard to predict. I don't know who's winning these matches because you, you don't know the contract status. Um Typically speaking, a lot of times when um, when Ring of Honor brings these folks in, sort of like a, a Jushin Thunder Liger or like um, you oh. know, like uh, yeah, you there, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I okay. I, uh, what, I was what, I was saying, what I was saying was uh, this card is really hard to predict because uh, 
It's just based off the contract statuses. You don't know who's That's going what over. It is, yeah. Well, to me, this Jay Lethal Cody Rhodes match is the hardest uh, match to call because a lot of times, um, you know, they'll bring in guys for like one show, and then they'll beat them, whoever their opponent is. But this time, he's fighting Jay Lethal, who's a former Ring of Honor champion. But then at the same time, I know reports also had Lethal's name down as well as the guy that they're interested in. Um, I like Lethal. I'm a big fan of his work. And um, honestly, there's really nothing left for him to do in, in Ring of Honor. He's, he's done everything he can do. Um, he's, um, uh, he's ready. He's as ready now as uh, he'll ever be to, to finally make the big step. Um, and TNA... He was he was uh, an X division guy and he was a tag team guy. He was a comic relief guy, and uh, he did that stuff with Ric Flair, uh, legendary, hilarious promo stuff. Ric Flair and TNA did not really capitalize off of what they did with Jay Lethal, but at the same time, I, I don't blame TNA completely for that. I know the popular thing to do is to shit on TNA a lot, but. I don't blame them because Lethal at that point had not really had a chance to show how good he really was. And I remember when TNA kind of dropped, because I remember like after the Flair thing, he was feuding with AJ and I think Fortune is what they were called at the time. He was feuding with them. And um, after that, he just kind of went back to the X Division. And a lot of fans were kind of like, well, we don't really know how far he could have gone. You know, it's just one of those kind of big what ifs. But he's going to Ring of Honor. He's proved a lot of people wrong. And uh, I thought that uh, in 2015, his everything he was doing with the TV title and the world title was was great. It was some of the best stuff I've seen ever. Um, but um, he's uh, he's he's done everything he can do in Ring of Honor. He's gone as far as he can go. I could see him staying with Ring right. of Honor yeah. out of uh, loyalty, just because of everything that they did. But at the same time, I could also see him being like, you know what? I appreciate this, but it's time for me to just move on to the next uh-huh. logical thing. So uh, it's very, very hard. But the reality is is that, because um, I was talking about this with Nate, and we were talking about this privately, uh, the, the, uh, the unfortunate reality is is that there's no more Ted Turners. There's no more guys throwing out money. You know, There's no one throwing out money left or right. So Ring of Honor, try as they might, they're not. To Ring of Honor, they can't re-sign all these guys. They're just not. It's impossible. WWE is going to get somebody, you know, mm-hmm. the Bucks. And the WWE, Bucks. to be fair, <clears throat> WWE can't sign everybody either. Right, you know? so, so they're going to have to make a compromise. So WWE, mm-hmm. they're going to look at the guys and be like, who do we need the most right now? And the Ring of Honor. I was just going to hang on, Chris, before you go there, I was just going to ask you, does it become more of a matter of if you're Ring of Honor, okay, we could sign whoever we can't sign whoever, or is it a case of WWE says, okay, we want whoever, and you can have these guys back? That's the interesting question in it all. Like, who? I think I think to me what really changed this, and um, I know this pisses off a lot of fans, but, um, you know, at any job you work at, you know, and this goes outside of wrestling, there could be something that you know you're very good at. And your boss may be aware of how good you are, but your boss could be like, well, you know what? Even though I know you're good at this, I need for you to do this right now, just for right now. So I know this pisses off a lot of folks, but this cruiserweight division, even though it's not working, forget the fact that it's not working. It's a great outlet to bring folks in. And guys like Adam Cole, Cal O'Reilly, 
and Jay Lethal, they fit this cruiserweight oh, mindset. Oh, Lethal are too big for it, though, Chris. Uh, so, so is Aries, and he's there. So, yeah, I mean, but Aries, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be in the before. We've talked about this before. Aries has that feel of, because remember, Aries is a lot older. Aries is late 30s. Well, he's you know, a personality. Aries he's a has, character. Yeah, and Aries has that feel of, all right, listen, Austin, you know, we're not going to send you up to the main roster, but you know what, if you could work this 205 Cruiser thing and help some of these guys behind the scenes, what we'll do is we'll make you the Cruiserweight champion that will get you on a couple of pay-per-views while, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during the week, you're working with Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander, you know, guys like hmm. that. You know, Aries has that feel to me. Well, he'll make it work. He'll he'll make it work. I totally see why they're doing it. That's why Aries is the one guy, unless it's through the Cruiserweight Avenue, that I don't think if someone's not going to go to the main roster, it's going to be Aries, but it's not going to be because of his lack of talent. It's going to be because they're going to see what he brings to the table, and they're going to present him with an offer to, listen, stay down here, be an unofficial coach, but we'll pay you as if you're up there. You, like we've had, you and I have had this conversation about yeah. Aries before. What like I Aries see, is, what I see with the cruise with the with uh, Cole O'Reilly and Lethal. When I see Kyle, I see Kyle okay, Yeah, I see him like because because the, because the intention that I'm getting is that they want to do a season two of uh, the CWC. They they want to do like the women one. Yeah, I thought they were doing the women tournament. Right, they they basically want to do like what Lucha Underground is doing because Lucha Underground is not a it's not a promotion, it's a TV show like season one, season mm-hmm. two. That's like the that's the understanding that I'm getting that they want to do a CWC season two. So when I see Kyle O'Reilly, I say okay, this guy will probably be in season two of the CWC. He won't win, but he'll make it to like the top eight, top four. Uh, when I see Adam Cole, I see someone that could potentially be. And the CWC, and then whether or not he wins or loses, he basically would eventually show up on NXT and kind of like be the champion down there. When I see Jay Lethal, I think that out of the three, he's the only one that is too big of a name to, to be a cruiserweight. When I see Lethal, I see him getting the Bobby Root treatment. Or like you know, you see folks in the crowd and stuff. I see Lethal being like in the crowd, mm-hmm. and then and then you just debut him in NXT. That's gonna just, be. Because let's be honest, it's going to happen. Take over Orlando. It's going to be very interesting who that face in the crowd is. Right, right. You know, he's, you know, he's and, the... and what everyone forgets about Rude last year was it wasn't just Rude. The first half of that show, we got a bushy. Mm-hmm. And a lot you of know? times, and a lot of times, the placement of when they show up tells the story. Like they could have had Rude show up anywhere. But they had him show up like right before the event, NXT yeah. title match, yep. you know. So that that shows you right there that he was getting the fast push, and that's exactly what happened. So I think that uh, Lethal will probably he's the guy that would be at Takeover. He was the guy that you would probably see before the main event, and uh, he would just get the quick push. I think he would bypass the cruiserweights entirely. Um, but Cole and O'Reilly, I see them being in the CWC. And uh, I, I see them That's both. That's assuming they get all of them, because remember, right. the Bucks they, and Omega are still on the table as well. Right, right. And, right. and because of that, because of that, you don't need Omega and Cole, because they're very similar. You don't need both yeah. of them. So because of that, I actually think Cole might stay. So I could see, 
like uh, O'Reilly losing, which would kind of not make sense to the story. But whatever, money talks. You're just trying yeah. to get money talks. So if they're going to sign Omega and the Bucks, you don't need Cole. Cause, right, cause they, this, cause, this is the only thing that makes this a little difficult is Omega's not on this show. He's Omega's not. not. Everyone else with these question marks is. And like you said, Omega and Cole, they're so similar that they could cancel each other out. They do. They, 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 they did a match in New Japan uh it was like uh, it was the Bullet Club. It was the Bucks, Omega, and was Cole. that against the Kingdom? Yeah, no, it was against Okada and some of Okada's friends. Uh, and like, there was a part in the match where Cole was doing his usual Adam Cole baby, and like when he did it, Omega was like, "Not in here, Cole. We don't do any of that stuff in Japan." <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was just funny. Like, it was so weird. And like, yeah, the Bucks it, didn't know who, the Bucks didn't know who to pose with. I don't know if they were doing it on purpose or I don't. It like was you, strange. Yeah, like you could break it up, and and you know what's interesting is Omega last night. You did it right. Posted that there's yeah, going to yeah. be a new Bullet Club member, which is probably going to be Ryback. Probably Ryback. So. <sighs> Um, I know, think Ryback, right he'll be okay in Japan. Japan likes yeah. uh, Japan likes the big like, guys, uh, Scott what? Norton, Michael Elgin. How Elvin. is Omega planning that far ahead? <laughs> I don't know, man. Omega's a strange, he's a strange cat. But I think probably what's going to happen, if I had to pick, um, I think the Young Bucks are, are more than likely going to, I think they're going to get signed. Because I know Omega, Omega, he, you know, because he's cool with the Bucks. It's, it's probably yeah. going to be like a... I think what, I think, yeah, I think the Bucks will dictate what Omega does. But I don't think Omega will dictate what the Bucks do. Right, right, right. Um, I think the Bucks are coming over, and uh, I think Omega's coming over, and um, probably Kyle or Lethal, one of the two. Um, I selfishly, um, like if, if Cole and and if Cole and the Bucks and all of them, if they stay in Ring of Honor or the Indies, that'll be fine. The only person that I'm selfish with that I would like to see. Is lethal not just because he's black and because I'm black, but I want lethal to go because literally I just think he's done everything he can do at Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, uh, I, the I, only regret I have is that I do I do wish that the House of Truth kind of had like a better clean like ending. It kind of like just yeah. Didn't of, Martini just get laid out by like Dokovic on like a house show? Yeah, he just got laid out and, and that was Taylor. it. Well, yeah. I, but I think he had I think he had neck surgery. Yeah, he had I think neck that surgery. Was the problem. I think they had a they kind of had to write him off, and I think it's just going to be yeah. one of those things where the timing of it is going to just be like, eh, you know what? Yeah. If we would have had another month or two, we could have done it, but... Lethal's the only one that I, I selfishly want to see in WWE. Not I just want because Lethal I too, because I think he's, he's, he's really... I mean, the ROH champion character has been great, but what mm-hmm. everyone sleeps on with Lethal, and I know you don't, but he's really a charismatic dude, like... You know, the stuff in TNA when he was, you know, black machismo and when he did that promo with Flair, you know, great. like like he there's Lethal's a guy that has so many different layers mm-hmm. that would be really good and he could come in right away and make an immediate impact. Um if they I were to do a, a, a mid card belt in NXT. He well, like we were talking about the other night, he'd be the guy. He'd be the guy. I want him and I'm not gonna lie, we've talked about this. I want Omega because I want Omega Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. Want, he really should pay back that favor. So that was kind of bad. That was, <laughs> that was disgusting. Yeah. I don't know whose call that was. I don't know if Hunter made a call and said, yeah, no, he's not putting anybody over now. But Or yeah. Nakamura said, no, 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 or whatever. But 
Omega was done wrong, and I, I heard even back then that that kind of rubbed Omega the wrong way. Yeah, he made it work. He made it work. He made know, it work. Because they, the, they left him the, for dead. A lot of fans don't understand. Like they, they literally left Omega in. in Omega, yeah, Omega. They, has they left done him for dead. One eighty in the last. I because don't know, what when, say, eighteen when, months. Yeah, because when that happened, when that happened at Wrestle Kingdom. He was the uh, IWGP Junior Champion, mm-hmm. and he lost it to Kushida. So then when AJ and uh, Nakamura were on their way out, uh, Nakamura, he pinned Nakamura, but it didn't it have a regular match. match. It was right. a tag match, yeah, and, they, and, and that's when everyone thought, okay, you know, at least Omega's going to beat Nakamura on the way out. Right, you know, and what really hurt him was um, he was just a cruiserweight at the time. So to go from AJ to Omega... A lot of fans didn't take him seriously at first, and so Omega pretty much was like, well, I'm not a cruiserweight anymore, and I'm going to start working with the heavies. Mm-hmm. And so he gained a little bit of muscle, and just gradually over time, he started working with uh, with uh, some of the more heavyweight guys. Like what really kind of put him over in Japan was his matches with Elgin and uh, his matches with Naito. And uh, he's, he's turned a complete 180. Uh, he's pretty much the closest thing to, to a Kurt Angle. Um, and I mean this with no disrespect to the New Day, because they're entertaining too. The problem with the New Day, and I think this is kind of like where, um, this is where like I fear for Xavier the most. The New Day, they're entertaining, but the problem is, is that they joke around so much that a lot of times you can forget that they're actually really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Kofi and Big E are given time to display this. Xavier yeah. is not really I, given that time. Yeah, Kofi, you know, I, I've never understood that, why Kofi and Big E have done like 95% of the matches. Right. So whenever New Day does end, Kofi and Big E will be okay, but Xavier's kind of like, eh, because you're yeah. not, you're not you know really what, aware of what his of offense mouthpiece. is. Xavier's a good enough mouthpiece that maybe Xavier could transition into a manager I'm, type. I'm sure he could. I'm sure yeah. he could. But maybe, that's, the maybe, thing, that's the thing that the elite does better in the New Day, is that they joke around, but you never forget that they can go in the ring, and you never forget well, that they can be threats. You know what I think part of that is from? And maybe not so much on the Bucks part, because the Bucks have been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're more of a traditional tag team in the sense that they've, and I, I mean, hey, it's easier when you're brothers, obviously. Right. But they've been together forever, whereas you still have Kofi the single star. Big E, the singles guy, and Xavier, who was just, he was just kind of starting out on his singles run on the main roster when New Day first, you know, came together, and I think, I think that's why it's a little easier to look at the elite guys and say, yeah, you know what, they're more, mm-hmm. they're more of a natural at this, whereas, yeah, Woods is going to struggle, because it's, like, you know, the Bucks were doing their thing, Omega was doing his, his thing, and then they just came together. Mm. With New Day, it was three guys, two of which were, I mean, creatively in limbo, and then another guy who doesn't ha- who didn't have enough traction under him mm. to really, uh, you know, to be able to say, oh, go back two years ago when Woods was feuding with whoever to see what he can really bring to the table as a single star. Whereas with Kofi, you could talk about the Orton feud, the the matches with you know Miz, you know, mm. over the lesser titles. Big E's running ECW, I mean, not ECW, uh, NXT and FCW, and, you know, even some stuff, you know, 
his uh, IC title run, you know, at least you could go back and say, yeah, look at what Biggie. You don't have that with Woods. Yeah, you don't. You know what my you know what my early memory of Woods is on his own, and it's because I was there was him and our truth getting crushed by Rusev in about three minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. like. You don't have that with Woods. I don't even remember his. Uh, I don't even remember his TNA run that much. I know he was there for a brief period. Yeah, where, uh, he was uh, Consequences Creed. I think didn't yeah. he team with Truth there? Wow, those did guys he? are like. I think he did. I could have sworn yeah. he teamed with. No, 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 he, no, no, he teamed with Lethal. lethal. That's what he teamed. They were Lethal right. Consequences. Well, yeah. there you go. That's that's another reason I want Lethal there. I mean, if if, <laughs> if, if, if Xavier can make it, I know Lethal can. No offense yeah. to Xavier. Um, yeah, that, let me see here. Um, there's some other matches on the card. Uh, finally, they they finally they finally ended the cost the castle. Um, Silas Young feud. Uh, Dalton Castle's in the deep with Colt Cabana, so that's cool. I'm sure Cabana will put uh, Dalton over. Uh, yeah. Silas Young's working against Jushin Thunder Liger. That's cool. Uh, Liger usually always puts over his opponents. Um, minus that one match against uh, Breeze for some reason. Yeah, but that uh, was more of a that was more of WWE wanting to put Liger over. Right. I think I think that was also to keep the door open. You yeah, know, of course. Right, right. For, for something know. in the future. Good I, business I, with New Japan, probably. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, Matt Taven's finally back. He's recovered from that uh, really bad ACL, uh, the Kingdom. Uh, and some. Uh, there's some new people there that I'm not familiar with. But yeah. uh, he's got two other guys with him, and he'll be fighting against Kushida, Leo Rush, and Jay White. I know Leo. Leo won the uh, the prospects, prospects tournament. tournament. Yeah. And uh, Jay White is this dude in New Japan that I've been hearing about for a while, and uh, we'll be seeing more of him. And uh, this is going to be uh, the final of a tournament to determine uh, their new six man tag title. So the six man is kind of making a comeback. Um, Lucha Underground has the trios title, and now Ring of Honor has the six man tag championships. Um, some people think that WWE should try it. Um, maybe, maybe once they get more factions down the road, it's, it's definitely something to consider. Um, there's a Motor City Machine Guns match against, uh, who is it? Uh, the Motor City Machine the Guns. Addiction? What's that? Are they working the addiction? Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's the Guns and Donovan Dijak against, uh, uh, the cabinet, which as you predicted, okay. they, uh, they dropped the whole cabinet thing. So you, you predicted that. Yeah. But, um. Uh, this card looks good. Uh, I'm not familiar with th- some of these new folks. Uh, I know this guy named Marty Scroll. I've never heard of him, but apparently he's good. He's the new TV champion. There's some weird thing going on. They have Bobby Fish. He dropped it to Willow Spray. I know him. And then Will dropped it to Marty, like, almost immediately. So I have no idea who this guy is. But uh, he'll be defending his title against uh, Dragon Lee, Willow Spray, and uh, Bobby Fish. So... Um, I, I, I give credit to Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, um, I've talked about him before. Uh, very similar to Aries. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I just have no idea how I just, he just does not, I mean, it's a compliment. Him, Aries, Aries, Daniels, Bobby Fish, and like Jerry Lynn. I want to know what their secret is because they mm-hmm. look great for their age. Um, I'm a big fan of Bobby Fish. Um, I wish that WWE would give him a look, but if they did, I'm sure he'd just be like a trainer, which isn't, is fine. Yeah, isn't, wasn't Red Dragon up at the same time last year? Yeah, yeah, they wasn't, were. They were, actually. You know what? Fish might be up. He might. He might. Because I know, cause, and I think this is wasn't probably one of the biggest... Wasn't supposed to go to Impact for the pop debut? 
Yeah, Wasn't they that were. Like the, the, high, the heavy rumor. They were, and I know this is one of the big things that uh, has not really successfully worked with the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Um, and I think if it, if things would go Triple H's way, I think what's going on is that independence overall, and I, I'm not trying to throw shade, I'm just talking like just in general, I think that independent promotions overall, they are willing to let go of people as single stars, but it's like they're they're kind of realizing that their tag teams are really important to the brand. Mm-hmm. Tag team wrestling is really important. So it's like a lot of these indie places – they're like they're really like holding on tight to the tag teams, whereas like with the singles guys, it's kind of like eh, okay, we'll let you okay. go. Yeah, but it's, I, I know, it's time for you to take the next step. Right, right. But with like the Dusty Tag Team Classic, I know that a part of Triple H's plan was he wanted that to be an outlet to yes. introduce like teams from the Indies and put them in a tournament. Like I mm-hmm. know he wanted the Briscoes. I know for a fact he wanted them in the first mm-hmm. Dusty tournament. And I know that he also wanted, uh, and one of the original um, NXT transcripts, it was like a, it was like a document that leaked like earlier this year. I know that he was interested in getting the Motor City Machine Gun mm-hmm. in the tournament. Um, I know. I even remember that, last year before all the stuff with AJ and that. That was the hot. That was the rumor. Right. That he was get, he was getting close to get the guns, and then everything. All hell broke loose with AJ Nakamura, the club, right, Harry, right. Rude, and they kind of got forgotten. But if I want to say maybe it was around because the AJ stuff happened the first week of December because that's when mm-hmm. that's when New K- Wrestle Kingdom is. I want to say it had to be around Christmas. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. There was a hot right. rumor that the that the gun, that Triple H he was going to sign the guns. Well, what's going on right now with Ring of Honor is um, Ring of Honor uh, is is kind of like beer money ish minus the turn. Is like very quietly, they have been able to have Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish do like their own singles thing, mm-hmm. while at the same time still be a tag team. Every now and then, the, yeah. the, the only difference is, is that unlike Beer Money, there was no turn. It was just kind of a mutual Not thing. Yet. I think I think how Not it started. Yet. I I wouldn't be surprised if may, maybe maybe if Kyle's gonna stay. Maybe fish. Well, they would have to visit it at some point, yeah. especially if Kyle wins. As far as I know, how it started was when Jay Lethal was the TV champion, um, Kyle got like a non-title submission victory on him. And so then that was not on Ring of Honor television. That was at one of like their uh, live events, kind of. And so mm-hmm. then that was like when Lethal's like heel turn had kind of like first started. And so then as Lethal kind of gained more credibility and more momentum as a heel, you know, Kyle O'Reilly was pretty much like, hey, don't forget, I beat you. And Lethal was pretty much like, yeah, whatever. But it wasn't really, like, presented as a big deal until he became the world champion because Uh Lethal had beat all these folks, and he was like, I got no one left. And then Kyle O'Reilly was like, hey, dude, you never beat me. And so that was kind of like how they kind of quietly kind of transitioned him into a singles role. And then with Bobby Fish, what happened with him was when Jay Lethal lost the TV title to Roderick Strong. That was a great match, one of my favorite matches this year. And then Roderick Strong was kind of like kind of a condescending uh, – he was kind of of condescending because he would beat everybody, but he had a match with Fish where he had to like – I think he like held the tights. Yeah, something like like that, or hooked the rope or something. Yeah, Yeah. hooked the rope. Yeah, it was like he would beat everybody else clean. 
But Bobby Fish was like that one guy he wouldn't beat clean. And so then Bobby Fish was like, you have to hold it tight because you can't beat me straight up, and I have your number. And then it was building up to that, and then they did the whole Ishii thing, and that just kind of ruined it kind of. Yeah. But And then somehow he kind of just sort of – so it's like both both Fish and Kyle kind of had like their own thing going on, but every so often would still team up as a tag team. What was about Fish and Strong was I remember I saw a clip. I guess they were doing like a pre-show autograph signing with Strong, and Fish comes up to get Strong's autograph. <laughs> That's great. That's and great. And I told him about how he had a beat. <laughs> it's That's a great, great clip. Right? It's maybe, if it's two minutes, it's a lot. But it shows that, like, you would never think Fish has that in him as far yeah, as, like, a personality. Yeah, well. yeah, he's like, great. You just he's see different. footage, like, earlier today, and they're in whatever, the lobby of whatever arena they're in, and Strong signing autographs and taking pictures. And all of a sudden, you see a hand... Um, give Strong a picture to sign, and Strong looks up, and the look on his face, and they turn the camera, and it's it's, it's fish. It's and great. it's like, can you sign this to the guy you can't beat? That's that, you know, that's the problem. It's like you have a lot of guys. Um, like WWE, they they want more guys like Aries and Fish because they're indie names, they're names that people know. Uh, they're good in ring performers. They can be good faces and good heels. And they have personalities. I'm going to tell you my fear with Aries real quick. He was so good at 205 Tuesday night. I fear they just try to transition him in there. What, like, I, know, I know he said, I'm going to watch from here for now, and then eventually I'm going to get in that ring and take that title. That's to cover the eye injury. But he was so good, I could see Kevin Dunn and Vince being like, what do we got to do to make him like permanent? You know, well, like a commentator. Yeah, then that scares me. Well, I mean, it wouldn't scare me that much Dude, because I, I know I, I, Aries, I know. Can, Aries still has a lot to do in that in a WWE ring. I don't want to see him. Yeah, just yeah, as a commentator. The, the, main, the main reason I disagree with him being a cruiserweight so much, and I said it before, and I guess I'm in the minority. I understand that like Raw is three hours. I get that, and it can drag at times. I understand that, but for me, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's just because growing up as a kid I, in the South, uh, I, I just I was a really big fan of like the TV title, uh, the U.S. title, the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. My thing with SmackDown is like there isn't a single person on the roster that screams that guy should be IC champion. Your mid card is Ziggler. Oh, and, and, and that's unfortunate. And, yeah. and you know maybe and not so much Ziggler. But Miz, for for the 2016 he's had, Miz deserves better. I, I'm sorry, yeah, he, does. he does. Like, and, like and I've done like... some, I've done some WrestleMania fantasy booking, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I have Miz going after the title against AJ. Like, I feel like fifth, for, like fifth from the top because it's WrestleMania, and you know you could get away with that. AJ's, there's a chance AJ's gonna turn face, and I just feel Miz deserves it. Yeah, you know, I'm just um I agree with that and even though Raw is uh three hours and even though Raw drags like to me, like it's got a good mid card. It's got a good upper mid card. Yes. You got Sami Zayn, you got Neville, you got Cesaro and Sheamus who can be singles guys at any moments but you are currently Rusev. a tag team. You got yeah. Rusev, you got Roman, you got Jericho. Like there is no lack of options There's for... guys that if you if you if Vince held a meeting this Monday afternoon at Raw and said, Okay, you know what? 
just to make it, you know, whatever for the for the title match between Owens and Reigns. I want Reigns to drop the U.S. title too. Who can we have him drop to? Like you don't you have a lot said, of options. You can rattle off five, six, seven right. guys. But the you walk into Smackdown. a meeting at SmackDown on Tuesday and say, okay, I want to get the IC belt off Miz because I want to do something else with him. Who are we doing? You You're going to hear Ziggler. You're going to hear Ziggler. That's it. That's it, you know, and that's kind of like why like, I want, like, uh, Aries. they got to do this and, trade. And, and, and they, they got to the do something. Two. Yeah, they got to. You know, they've been teasing this. They've backed off Cesaro because it looks like the Cesaro-Sheamus thing now. They're going to give him a run in his faces. But, mm-hmm. you know, at least you got to get Zayn over to SmackDown. Because then it's, Zayn could turn around and show up and feud with Miz and be like, listen, we got unfinished business from Survivor Series. And then you got you know, guys like Neville that aren't even getting TV time. I don't even know what that's about. That's just yeah. weird. So that's why, like, I wanted guys like Aries, guys like Breeze to just get, like, just singles runs on SmackDown. It's why Even I want guys. Lito yeah. would be a good IC title guy. He'd be a guy that you could, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, oh, there's but... nobody left, and you could have Daniel Bryan be like, oh, I, I signed somebody, you know, right? And you, you bring know. out Lethal. That's why, like, I'm not on this. I'm not on like this SmackDown um, bandwagon. I, I agree that the pacing on SmackDown is better, and the show in general is better. Yeah, but, but I've always at, been more of a mid-card guy. I yeah. just feel like the, the mid-card feuds are just ass, and you just They're have a lack them. of options. There's so, one mid-card feud. It's Miz and Ziggler. That's it. And that's and, it. And then it's like everybody else is just kind of drifting. Like, um, And then it's like, Ambrose and AJ. Yeah, you have Ambrose and AJ. And then it's like for your mid-card dudes, you have like other dudes that are drifting, and they're in like mini feuds, but like it's not going anywhere. Like, like Corbin and Coleco, yeah, and then like Apollo Cruz is not even like getting TV time, and when he does, he like loses right. in like two minutes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like to Kurt what? Hawkins, who where's Kurt Hawkins? Right, you know that Shelton that Shelton injury like really hurt them. It really did. So I'm I'm totally just against this. Like I, I agree that like SmackDown is better, but I just think that fans are totally over exaggerating saying yeah. SmackDown is that much better. When you look better. at it, when you take a step back and you really look at it. It's like, uh, you know what? Yeah, because for me personally, what you like, about Raw, but you know what? I could draw up four or five different U.S. title matches for Monday night. Yeah, I can only can. draw up one IC title match for SmackDown. Pretty much the only thing that's really keeping SmackDown relevant to me is, like, AJ Styles, the Talking Smack show, and um, I'm, I'm somewhat curious to see uh, where the whole Wyatt Orton thing goes to starting to work, mm-hmm. and uh, even though I, I don't really care about most of the females there, at I, least Alexa there's Bliss more. Is, I'm, Alexa at, Bliss is growing on me. At least there's more diversity in the female division because I'm sorry, Raw is turning into like 2003, where it's just like Charlotte and Sasha feuding for like a year, very similar to what Shawn Michaels and Triple mm-hmm. H did. Because Triple H would feud with different people, but then it would always go back to Shawn. And they, that yeah, but you know literally what? went least, on for like two years. At least they feuded with different people and then circled back to each other. Charlotte and Sasha, the only reason why Charlotte got into that little mini feud with Bailey was because they really thought Sasha was fucked up. It, you know, they haven't done shit. I mean, I know they're setting it up. I know Sasha is yeah. going to probably move on to Nia eventually, and Bailey's going to move into Charlotte before they bring Bailey and Sasha together. 
I but, think uh, my prediction for Raw is I think we're going to get swerved. I think that they have bigger plans for Emma than we think, and also because of lack of options, because Paige kept fucking up. What, um, what do you mean with Emma? I think Emma's going to get a bigger push than we think. I think she's getting the Mania match for whatever they're going to do. I don't know. Because of lack of options, because their roster is literally that Bailey men. Sasha, no. You, I'm that's not your convinced. match. I'm not convinced that's the plan, because fans are turning on Sasha. And uh, fans are, are getting lukewarm to it. And again, due to lack of options, I, I, I think that um, they got to do something. Maybe they'll. Maybe uh, I, I'm hearing more stories about Mickey. I, I heard that she had like a physical the other day. Um, put her on Raw. Uh, Raw needs something. Like I don't. I don't care too much for women's wrestling. Yeah, anyway. Mickey did not give that promo as if she was done. Yeah, you know. Um, Raw needs something, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that the, the push for Emma might be stronger than expected. But if it happens, it's only because of like the lack of options. That just like the Shelton injury hurt the mid card, um, Paige's real life issues really hurt um, the Raw division because while Sasha and Charlotte are doing, you know, their feud. People like Bailey are just kind of sitting on their hands, and they have to work with people that clearly aren't good, like Dana Brooke. And then you have Nia Jax, who's new, and you just can't have her, like, squash local talents every week. So it's like you need that, 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 that diva that's a name that can help, and that's what Paige would have been. And just... Her what she did. Actually, at this point, I, I would have sent Paige to NXT to fight Oscar. Yeah, uh, I I don't care for Paige. I really don't. I think she's overhyped. I don't. But, but I will acknowledge that her presence would be very beneficial on NXT and Raw right now. Yeah. And the issues that she's going through could not have happened at like the worst possible time. Um, so I don't think she's coming back. She's gonna I, find her way out. I, I, I yeah, she's probably. Too she's probably gonna find a way to get herself Rio. fired. Gonna, yeah, I could see her turn around. She strikes me as the type now. She's got two strikes mm-hmm. that will turn around and, you know, oh, I'm gonna be backstage at Raw next Monday. You know what? Let's do ecstasy. I can see her. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying I can. She's see on strike her. two, right? Yeah, that would be strike three. That's what I'm saying. I could totally see her. You know, mm-hmm. I could totally see her. Oh, I'm not allowed to take clenbuterol, which is like a fat burner, you know, yeah. even though it's over the counter. You know what? Let's go to Rite Aid. I know? was never, I, I was, you know, I was never for the idea of the brand split, but for the potential of the idea, I thought that they could find a way to make it work for singles guys, but I felt that the women's division was too depleted for it to work. And it's just you, it's become more apparent the problem, now. And, and you're seeing it's the same problem with the tag teams. Mm-hmm. It's you should have put when we've talked about this two a million times. One on one show, one on the other. And yeah. It, you know this whole thing of splitting them up and adding what they, you know, Naya and and Bliss at the draft, and then of course Bailey. You know, mm-hmm. you knew you were adding Bailey at some point. You knew, you know. And even I if you want to say before the end of the year, you mm. knew you were adding Bailey. Even if you didn't know Sasha was going to get hurt, you knew before the end of the year Bailey was going to be up. Right you now. You didn't need to add two divas. You didn't. Plus yeah, you right. added Dana. Plus you brought back Emma. Like they, if you really think about it, what we got Dana, we got Emma, we got mm. Bailey, we got Bliss, we got Emma. 
He had five divas this year. I think right now is, is probably the. I think right now is probably like the lowest interest I've ever had, and um, and in women's wrestling in WWE. And when I say that, people say, "How can you say that?" Like the the, the in ring's gotten better. I'm like the in ring's gotten better, but like only a handful. Like it's like what I'm trying to say is it's kind of like a kind of like a gap sort of. What I'm trying to say in a nutshell is, is I would rather have one, a roster. Two, it goes mm-hmm. one two. Seven, eight, nine. Right. I would rather have a roster of like eight females where they're pretty much like neck and neck close to each other, which is predominantly what the TNA knockouts always was, compared to like, say, a roster of like six females where like two of them are like way better. You could have that. You could have that roster. Think about it. Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Naomi, Becky, Natty, there's your six right there that, as far as, like, in-ring-wise, are pretty much on par with each other. Now, the question is, do you? I'll give you Emma, so that's seven. The question is, who is your eighth? Do you go with Dana for, like, the bodybuilder, whatever chick look? Do you go with Nia as the monster? Do you go with Bliss as just, like, the evil bitch? Or do you go with, like, Fox? Oh, no, no, Nikki's your eighth. So there you go. There's your division. There's your division. Uh, I hope things get better. Um, I know, like, I'm totally, like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm think totally the number, just... I think the numbers are odd. I literally, let me see. It's Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Nia, and Dana, Alicia Fox, and Emma. That's seven it doesn't even work. It doesn't work at all. And then it's Becky, Naomi, Nikki, Natty, Bliss. That's five. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's basically like what happened with. It's basically like what happened with the knockouts when all the knockouts. No, wait. Uh, it couldn't, it couldn't, I'm missing one. I'm missing one on SmackDown. Well, I mean, Maurice is there, but she doesn't wrestle. No, I'm missing one. Becky. Who? Carmella. There you go. There's six, and then Emma is seven. You're still mm. at odd numbers. Yeah, it doesn't work. It they, doesn't work. You know, uh, my interest is at an all-time low. It's gotten to the point where I just don't care about NXT either. Like, when I watch NXT, I just fast-forward through the female See, matches. I'm not going to lie. I, I, yeah, the Oscar matches are just whatever. But I'm not going to lie. I'm actually intrigued as to where that story is going. Oh, yeah, sure. I like Oscar. She's the only yeah. thing I care about. But everything else down there, the, like, the I just fast-forward through it. Billy Kay, as good as she may be, not going to touch Oscar. Peyton Royce, as good as she may be, not going to touch I, I Asuka. Can't, I can't take any of them seriously because it's, it's because like... Because of Oscar, because you know no, this, the end of the day. nothing to do with Oscar. I can't take them seriously because it's like these are chicks that jobbed out. They were enhancement talents. And now that their horsewomen are gone, it's not even that. And they're too similar. They're too similar looking too. Like that blonde chick. What's her name? She's Mandy Rose. No, no, no. The other one. The one that looks like too much like Carmella. What's her name? The one that looks too much like Oh, Liv Morgan. Yeah, like everything she does is basically Carmella, just shorter. Like it's too similar. Here's my problem with the with the women's division in NXT. And Asuka's great, and the story with Asuka is great. The reason why I can't take them seriously, 
And Moon, unfortunately, is falling into this category for me because I don't see it. I don't see it. There's nobody that's like, okay, I want to watch them build up so-and-so because that's going to be the one. I don't, I'm not looking to the Royal Rumble. I'm sure they're going to bring in another veteran for Oscar to destroy at, the, at TakeOver at the Rumble. Who's Oscar going to face at TakeOver WrestleMania? And there's not a one on the roster, including mm. Moon, that, that, that says that. My problem with women's wrestling, uh, not women's wrestling, my problem with the women's division, and it's not my intent to sound like uh, a hound or a dog or whatever, because I just like talking wrestling, so I'm not going to get like uh, like sexual or anything. But one of my favorite eras in women's wrestling was the ruthless aggression era, not just because they were good, but because each female they had on the roster at that time fit like a different genre. Lita was like the rocker chick. Mm-hmm. Molly Holly was like the girl next door. Victoria was like the psycho chick that kind of gave off that cougar vibe. Mickey James was like the country chick that could also be the psycho lesbian chick. But they do kind of have that. They do kind of have that now. Not really. All their they chicks do. look the same. All their no. chicks physically look Wait, the same, dude. are you dude. talking in NXT or the main roster? Both. Most no, not on the main look, roster. Yes, they do. Alexa Bliss, Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, they all look like Powerpuff Girls straight out of high school. They don't look. Where's the woman? Where, where, like they don't. They okay, don't. Okay, maybe they all look SmackDown, like, but Charlotte, Charlotte fits that character from head to toe. Well, she's fine, but Sasha everybody else looks the fits same. Fits that to me. character from head to toe. They all look Bailey the same, though. Fit, no, no. They, they look See, the that's same where to me, I dude. I agree with you, Chris. I, I think, I think they're all unique in their own way. Not to me, but I'll not. give you SmackDown, okay? I'll give you SmackDown, but I think on the Raw side, I think they're all, even Nia, you know, I know Jay kills Nia for her weight and everything, but Nia's <laughs> that, no, 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 I'm not trying to be funny of it. He does. He kills her about her weight. But Nia's that big. Nia doesn't head. bother me. Nia's weight, I got, that doesn't bother me. Well, the only no, thing that I Nia's like about Nia. No, experience bothers me. That doesn't bother me. The only thing I don't like about Nia is that she's just a pretty face that's just related to The Rock. If she wasn't related to The Rock, she wouldn't be there. Hey, that's what bothers hey, me about hey, it. Hey, hey, You leave Dwayne out of this, because Dwayne just endorsed <laughs> PWP. Okay, you, oh, leave Hollywood, you leave Hollywood out of this, all right? You're still bipolar <laughs> on The Rock. You can make up your mind. <laughs> no, dude, I say that sarcastically. I, I can't stand him. <laughs> oh, well. I say that sarcastically. I'm thinking of The Rock. Before we go, does he, are there even any plans for him? Or is he just going to show up again at Mania? Probably going to show does. up again. But real that's, quick that's before we go, because i, I got to wrap up a little early. i got my wife's company Christmas party tonight. Hmm. Interesting little thing I saw today. Vince has been starting to tell people to make other WrestleMania plans for Undertaker. Because Cena's not exactly happy. Good. 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 So we can get well, Rock Cena 3 finally. <laughs> I will always be here. That's exactly yeah. what, so basically <laughs> And you wonder why I don't like the guy. <laughs> Can we just turn Cena heel already, please? It's just 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 get it over with. Yep. Come on. So You know what yeah. though? This is the, there this is the time this would be the way to do it. This it would, would be. be. 
This would be this would be the way to do it. I already you know? know exactly what you could do too. I already know exactly I, what you could do. I would just have Ambrose cut the same promo he cut in Philly on him, when everyone booed Ambrose, but everything Ambrose said was right. He called Cena a part timer. He called him a Hollywood star. I would have Ambrose just cut that promo on him, and instead of Ambrose DDTing Cena at the end of the night, have Cena F, uh, AA Ambrose at the end of the night. Hmm. I have been reading reports about that. And uh, it's been very low key, and I think the problem the problem is, and this could make the eventual heel turn bigger or worse than Hogan. The problem is, is that fans have wanted to see him for, turn heel for so long Too that it's like got it. that it's gotten to the point where I think a lot of fans have just either lost interest or they just gave up. So when he finally does turn, it won't have like the same no, impact. Yeah. Cause you know because you know what it is too with Cena, it's. And this is how I feel about Cena now at this point. It's You're starting to get to the point with the crowds, I've noticed, that people are starting to realize between the injuries and just the outside stuff. And maybe the outside stuff will get people to turn on him legitly, not just because it's the cool thing to do. Mm. But I feel like Cena's getting to a point now where if you're not going to turn Cena, it's time to appreciate Cena. Because mm. you know what? He may not be here in a year or two. Cena's the 96-year-old grandpa who wants you to come over for Christmas, and you're really like, I don't want to go all the way out there. For me, what got me was after his match with uh, AJ at SummerSlam, when uh, AJ beat him, and then he was kind of like in the ring. What I kind of noticed was kind of like the fan reaction. It yep. wasn't. It wasn't like they were giving him a standing ovation, or were cheering him. It was kind of more of a begrudgingly, like, well, okay, he had a good match, okay, he put over AJ. It was kind of more of a kind of slow clap, kind of. Yeah, Like, let's just applaud him for what he did. But It goes back, to me, it goes back to that Philly smackdown. Hmm. When Ambrose got booed and Cena got cheered, and that... Six months ago, a year would have never have happened. Hmm. I do you know, understand his frustration. I mean, you have Goldberg come in, yeah, and you I, have him do I, that. I get it. But um, I don't think that Cena's going to be like on the same level as a Rock or a Batista. But I think that he's doing okay. I think that being guest host for award shows, uh, making appearances on talk shows, uh, making cameos in different movies, mm-hmm. I definitely think that's for him. It works for him. And if he can get something going for himself, then by all means he should. Even though he spent like a whole year basically talking shit on The Rock for doing that, he would be kind of a hypocrite for doing it himself. Whatever. The more wrestlers that find success outside of wrestling – it's ultimately going to be better for the next generation because it gives oh, yeah. people more options. And, so if he gets I'll a good deal, you. he should. I'll tell you, too. I'll tell you something with Cena. If you wanted to find a way to segue him into a heel, and I, I, you're going to laugh, and I, I acknowledge this. I know you're going to laugh at me for this, <laughs> but just hear me out. Yeah, see, you saw it already. Because <laughs> he already saw it. I always watch Total Bellas. Mm. He is a dick. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I've never watched the episode. I'll watch no, hear me out. Hear me out. He's got like, he's got like all these rules for being in his house and 
Like, you have to make the bed, and you have to, you know, do this, and you have to, you know, dinner every night, you know, in a suit, whatever. Okay. You could have Cena become old veteran Cena. Mm. With new talent coming up and, hey, you know, why are you dressing there? You're not supposed You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah, take yeah. the real, I guess, OCD. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, are you saying turn him in like into one of those seniors that like hates his freshmen all the time? Yes. And hates them. That like, could work. Hey, like, why are you changing here? You're not supposed to change here. This is for, you know, a guy like Dolph Ziggler. And then you can have Ziggler be like, nah, John, it's cool. You know, like, Dolph's not going to make an issue out of it, but Cena could be the guy, no, it's not. You know, this, you know, you come up here from NXT and, you, you know, you think, you know, you own the play, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you could have Cena turn into that guy. And I think that would work geniusly <laughs> into... It could work. You know, I mean, turn, I, I don't yeah, disagree like, with you. Like I think old, the, bitter veteran Cena. I think the question know, is, would Vince, like allow himself to let it happen. He just seems oh, I don't to be... Know. And, yeah. and you know what you could mix in with it, too? Some 03 Hollywood rock. That could work. You know, oh, I was off filming American Grid, or oh, I was off hosting the ESPYs. Oh, what, this is, what are you doing in my locker room? Who are you, you know? Well, uh, before you go, do you have any... Uh, Predictions on a title change at TLC? I totally forgot it's this Sunday. Oh, uh, no, AJ's not losing. I think the Wyatts win, and uh, I think Ellsworth might turn on Ambrose. What about the IC title? It's the last time ever. That's what they said. So, If it leads to something bigger for Miz, then let Ziggler win. But if it's not, then keep the belt on Miz. Okay. Ziggler has you? a good record in, in ladder matches, so I'll, I I'll predict Ziggler to win. Okay. So, but if, like you said, if, if it leads to something more, or or perhaps maybe they'll do something with the trades, which they kind of yeah. dropped the ball on, then we'll see. So. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm all for a bigger role for Miz, whatever it takes. You know, so you know, and if that means he's got to drop the IC title to get, you know, to get into something better, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. All right, I will talk to you next week then. We'll see what happens with ROH tonight and I guess the signings and whatnot. All right, I'll see you next week. All right, later. Later.